Week 22 of the NBA 2021-22 season is over, which means it's time to run it back. This is Run It Back NBA Week in Review. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. A follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Cash It. Up to date sports, post game reports. Debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Beach Basket. The Beach Basket, coming tune on air. The Beach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news. Like we're in the stands, creative views from the average fans. This is the show where we recap the week that was, then take a deep dive into that week for select teams. Tonight, I'll be joined by, well, no one. Uh, instead, I'm going to just update you on the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers, which is a bit of a throwback to our site's uh, early days as LA Peach Basket. Week 22, though, falls in the month of March, which means it's time for March Madness. College basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, before we get to the individual team recaps, we want to start our show a way that I think we're going to do every week from this point forward. And that's with a look back at the best averages of the week. This time, of course, for week 21, the best scoring, the best rebounding, the best assists, the best steals, the best blocks averaged in week 22. These are the top performers of that week. To Irving, he'll shoot for three. Kyrie only had one game in week 22, but he made the most of it. He scored 60 points, and he was incredible. If you happen to be watching, you're uh, hopefully listening and watching to some highlights of Kyrie's 60-point game. This was the one. Boom! They gave him 60. game for Kyrie Irving. He knew exactly how many he had and how many he needed for this and how many he wanted. What's your player out of Oregon State? Trey Young is a phenomenal player. We don't realize what a good assist man he can be. Second week in a row, 10.7 assists. He leads the NBA in that category. This guy is always... On the rebound list, Rudy Gobert is a machine. 16.7 in week 22. With our competitive, both remain hungry for success. How about 9 of 10? Say what you want about his defense, which I think is elite. But he's a phenomenal rebounder. Remember Kyrie? In addition to 60 points, he had four steals in that one game. That's pretty epic, diving out of bounds. The Memphis Grizzlies lead the NBA in blocks. Six a game. Brandon Clark had three in Week 22. 
Those are your Week 22 leaders, the best performances, averaged in scoring, rebounding, assists, steals, and blocks in Week 22. Uh, we're going to start by dropping the pin and really leaving the pin in Los Angeles and talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the Lakers, <laughs> their week was one and three. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times um, it's, it's, it's kind of the same old song. And at this point in the season, it's going to be. We said last week that the team is who the team is or what the team is. They're, they're, they're not going to change now. There's no trades coming. There's nobody you know, looming that's going to make a difference uh, on a buyout market or anything. The team is what the team is. And so with that, you expect, you know, pretty much the same kind of output every week. And we're seeing that it's been one in three week, one in three week, one in three week. The thing that's interesting about the Lakers, because they are the Los Angeles Lakers, 17 champions, um, you know, Showtime, uh, multiple Hall of Famers. Uh, this team is is more than just a regular NBA franchise. So because of that, you know, when you look at a one in three week, what you remember is that one win. And it was a big win. It was an exciting win. Um, one of our contributors, Evan Moore, whose Twitter is on the screen, uh, wrote a really good article about what he called uh, the Russ, the Russell Westbrook redemption, redemption game. Not his words exactly, but it kind of was. Um, this was a game where the Lakers were in it. Um, but Toronto playing in Toronto played really well, it was back and forth, back and forth. And then when it looked like, you know, the rubber was hitting the road, you know, Toronto squeezed ahead, LeBron missed a three, Russ missed a three, Toronto has the ball, there's 10 seconds left, there's no hope. I mean, at that point, there's just no hope. And I guarantee you, every Laker fan right now, um, at that point, rather, was hanging their head. They were just waiting for the inevitable. They had the tweet ready, <laughs> you know, they did. But instead of uh, dropping that game, Russ gets a steal, hits a big three. The Lakers go on to win in overtime. So that's what's good, you know, about being the Los Angeles Lakers. There's a a big focus on, you know, when when, when you play well. And they did. They played really well against the Raptors. Unfortunately, that is not their M.O., right? Their M.O. this season has been to play one good game and then play two or three really bad ones. They have not been able to be consistent. And that's the story of the season for the Lakers. So Toronto was great. Uh, it was a, 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 a win that the team needed, a play that Russ needed. Um, and now we have to see if they, you know, can can ride that wave of momentum um, against Washington tonight and, you know, further on into the season through into very likely a playing tournament, which we'll talk about a little bit later too. So no real concerns. I, I don't think for the Lakers, um, I think, you know, off the top of my head, the one thing I can think about is, as a concern is, you know, the very, you know, the, the, what's seeming to be now the likelihood that AD may not be back. There was always this thought, uh, prevalent in, um, in Lakerland, you know, that AD would come back and, you know, he would gel right away. Uh, and he, that is probably true, but he would be dominant right away. And, and and listen, a team with AD, LeBron, Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, uh, Malik Monk, this team could do some damage. There's no doubt about it. But do they have enough time, assuming AD gets back, to really, you know, become that cohesive unit that they 
can be. Um, and they have been in flashes all season long, but they just haven't been consistently enough. Um, so we'll see. I think it is a bit of a concern. I think, you know, the Lakers, you know, right now are, are fighting for their play-in lives. Uh, the Pelicans are breathing down their neck. Um, but the Pelicans have hit a bit of a roadblock too. So, you know, it will be really interesting to see. No huge concerns. Um, just more of the same. Uh for the Lakers. And that is, you know, unfortunately inconsistent play, um, hope for the fans. And then, you know, unfortunately a couple, couple of stinkers after that one hopeful game, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. And we will be talking about the Lakers a little later today. We're going to stay in LA and drop the pin again for the heck of it in Los Angeles and talk about the Clippers. Um, like the Lakers, right. This team is who they are. Um, and like the Lakers, they've got some potential players coming back. Um, but again, and we're going to start right with the concern for the for the Clippers. It's not looking likely that these big players, right, Norman Powell, <clears throat> pardon me, Norman Powell, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard are going to come back in any kind of shape and any kind of time, you know, to really do damage. If they did, it, I mean, imagine just you know it, for a minute, just imagine, right? If, Anthony Davis comes back for the Lakers. Those big three come back for the Clippers. I mean, it changes everything. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're as worried about you know potentially the seventh and eighth seeds as you are about the one and two. I mean, that would be wild. It would change everything. Um, but you know, we said it doesn't look particularly likely likely for the Lakers, and it looks about just as likely for the Clippers. They may very well get one of the two or one of the three of those guys back. Less likely they get two of them. Very unlikely they get all three. Um, so the Clippers are going to continue to do what they do. Um, now, what is interesting about the Clippers as opposed to the Lakers is they've been a little bit more consistent. Um, the Clippers franchise this season, the Clippers team this season plays really well. They play with heart. They got absolutely blown out um, yesterday. Um, and every team is going to do that All right, in an 82-game schedule least once um ultimately they were down by 41 at one point um but you know that happens um generally this team comes back generally this team plays with heart generally this this team's pretty fun to watch um but it didn't happen in uh their last game they like the lakers had a one and three week and they like the lakers are, are pretty much solidified in that play in tournament um what happens then really depends a lot on um you know, who comes back? I think if the Clippers stay how they are, they will likely make it out of the play and into the playoffs and then, you know, have a pretty difficult time against uh, either the Suns or the incredibly good and fun to watch Grizzlies. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, the weeks for both L.A. teams are kind of the way they have been. Uh, new week, same team. Um, so normally we'd be dropping the pin all over the country, right? We drop it in Florida. We've dropped it in Texas. We've dropped it, uh, in, um, North Carolina. Uh, we've dropped it in Chicago. Um, we are the peach basket. We're a site dedicated to amplifying the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. And we have contributors not only across the country, but all over the world. The thing is right now it's, it's spring break for a lot of people and, and, and they're out. So that's it. Those are my updates this week, but we're going to continue doing the show like we normally do, which means it's time for 
personal question of the day. Before we get to the question of the day, though, a quick reminder to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, if they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Enjoy March Madness, y'all. All right. NBA question of the day. Um, I posed this on Twitter earlier and, um, or actually I, I take that back. I mean, I did pose it, but I posed it because I saw someone else ask it. And I thought, man, this is an interesting question. I've seen a couple people pose this, this thought question is, should the play in the NBA play in tournament be changed so that teams have to be at or close to 500 to compete? Now I'm going to elaborate on that just a little bit. First off, let's take a look at the teams that are very likely going to be in the play in. <clears throat> And you look at their their records there. First on the East, the Hawks and the Hornets are both at 500. <clears throat> Pardon me. So if we change the rules, there would be a play-in in the East. These are two teams that have played well. The East is tough this season. It makes sense, right, that, that they get a crack at it. If we're going to have a play-in tournament, it should be something that uh, it, it is kind of earned. Um but then we go to the West, and it's so odd because generally the West has been, well, not generally, over the last decade, maybe longer, the West has been stronger, the stronger teams, the, the more stronger teams, uh, if that makes sense. We're in the West. Now it seems to have shifted a little bit, and you've got the teams you know, that are a little bit stronger in the East. Um, so conversely, um, you know, this, this, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but what you're seeing in the West right now is you know teams that it certainly, you know, in the lower brackets aren't winning as often as teams in the East. Now you can make the argument and competition is better. So you play better, who knows, but whatever the case may be, the Pelicans and the Lakers are well under uh, 500. The Lakers are now 10 under 500 and we've got the Pelicans at 12 under 500. So, should they be in the play-in tournament? Now, you know, the, the whole purpose of the play-in tournament is obviously to generate interest, to keep interest. Right now, the fans of the New Orleans Pelicans, great franchise, great promise, great fans, um, are excited. And, and, and that's what the NBA wants. Now, the Lakers, on the other hand, you know, there's hope because <clears> – <throat> It'd be nice, you know, to, to get into the play-in if you're a Lakers fan, but Lakers fans generally don't want play-in tournaments. <laughs> they want playoffs. They want championships. So it's probably a little less exciting for the Lakers, but for a team like the Pelicans, a team for you know, like the Spurs that's on the outside looking in, you know, there's a little bit of interest. And, and listen, let's be honest, even for Lakers fans, the excitement remains because they want to be able to get into the play-in and do some damage. So that's the purpose of the play-in. I get it. That makes sense. But when a team is this far under 500, um, it just it almost cheapens it a little bit because there is potential, right? That one of these two teams, um, you know, it, it, it's a they have to depending on where they land, they're going to have to win a couple of games. Um, there is potential that they could beat the teams above them, which right now are the Clippers and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves look great. Um, but we, you know, we said the Clippers are a little bit, you know, state of flux. It could happen that the Lakers and you know, the Clippers meet in this plan tournament, which would be pretty amazing. The Lakers win or the Pelicans, you know, who played really well when CJ came along <clears throat> and have kind of hit a bit of a bump recently. But it, it could happen. And, and one of these two teams could be representing the West from the A spot. And that's, I don't know, it's a bit weird. Um, so, 
you know, it's it, it's something that I think is, you know, something to think about. Not only, you know, if we're going to make the change, should the teams be at or close to 500, say five games, you've got to be within five games of 500. You've also got to be maybe within three games of the eighth spot. I mean, make it so that you are close. Um, because in a regular season, for all intents and purposes, right now, the Lakers and the Pelicans would be out. I mean, that's it. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's probably very little chance that either one of them catches the, the Clippers, which are currently at the eighth spot. Uh, now, the East, things are different, right? The Hawks and the Hornets, there's a chance. Uh, but for the Lakers and the Pelicans, there isn't if the line is drawn at the eighth spot. So, you know, should the plan be changed so the teams have to be out or close to 500? I, I wouldn't be against it. I'm not a particularly big fan of the playing tournament. I, you know, I liked when it was created. I liked why it was created. Remember, it was in the 2020 bubble. Such a weird season. Um, not everybody played 82 games. You know, everybody played in, in, you know, in a bubble and in the same environment. It was weird. It was a weird season. And so the rules were tweaked. Does it need to stay? You know, I think it's going to because of the reasons we talked about before, but there's nothing wrong with tweaking it. And and I think if you make a rule uh, that, you know, to be in the play-in, you've got to be, say, within five games of 500 and three games out of the ace spot, um, that'd be okay. Uh, what that would mean this season is the East would have a play-in, the West wouldn't. Um, so the West, you know, maybe you know, we got to work on fairness a little bit then because the West might get a little bit of an extra break while the East plays that play in. So, you know, there's that issue to work around, but, um, you know, I think there's some merit there. And if there is only one team, let's say, you know, the Lakers or the Pelicans were within five games of 500 and three games out of the eighth spot, what happens then is they would make it with the play in against the eighth spot. So you wouldn't have the play-in tournament with, with four teams. You just have it with two. So, yeah, I wish there was somebody here to debate that with me. Um, there isn't. So I'm going to debate it with myself, and, and I'm going to give myself the win. I concede. You were right, Jose. <laughs> Should the plan be changed to teams be close or at 500? Yeah, I think there's some value there. And I, I do think the, the NBA is either going to tweak it or eliminate it as the um, you know as the seasons progress. I just don't think it's doing exactly what um, – well, that's not fair. I mean, it is doing what they wanted to do, but I just, I don't know how well received it is, but we'll see how things play out. Um, that's it. A very quick show today because it was just me. Um, not a lot of people to bounce ideas off of or debate, but that's okay. Hopefully we'll have someone uh, next week. Um, but for now, that's going to do it. Week 22 is in the books. Uh, join us next week when we run back week 23 as the NBA season winds down. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again next week. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass. Throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Up to date sports. Post game reports. Debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise causing havoc. Zone the man up. You can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket. Coming soon on air. The Peach Basket. Where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the average fans.